This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Great to have you here. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in. And uh, apparently, uh, the president of the United States uh, continues to uh, refuse to acknowledge there are Muslim terrorists at this uh, summit they're doing. And it was mostly a Muslim crowd that he was speaking to yesterday too. So there's a heck of a lot of pandering involved here. Um, you know, despite the fact that they're burning and beheading people. In the name of Islam, uh, he still won't say it because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to substantiate their claims. He did. He's not gonna. <laughs> not, not gonna give in to their you know thing that they're Islam uh, terrorists or they're part of Islam. I'm not gonna give them the satisfaction. Is sort of his. That's the theory, I guess. Mm. Uh. I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to kill in the name of Islam, whether you're going to admit they're killing in the name of Islam or not. It's just a matter of are we going to recognize it and do something about it? And I guess the answer to that is no. Hmm. no well, no. I mean, if, if if it is Islamic terror, like you say it is. That's a pretty big if. Big, big if. Uh, the... Uh, New York Post apparently agrees with the hate mongers and thinks that there is some issue after they did this uh, cover. Islamic terror? I just don't see it. They actually have the president blindfolded. I, I, there is a. When exactly did newspapers just find it okay to Photoshop their covers? That when did that start? Uh, it feels like the last ten years. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it was. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like something that newspapers used to do. Um, but uh, I guess they didn't do it at all before Photoshopping existed. Uh, so there was probably some window <laughs> That's there. That's probably why. But they could have done yeah. it and did not do it. Uh, but uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, cover. It's pretty powerful. I mm. mean, you know, it's pretty powerful, and it, and it says a lot. I mean, the president <clears throat> continually comes out here and does this weird thing where he will not say what the problem is. And to mm. uh, this, uh, it, it's, it is a willing blindness. It's it's not uh, no no one blindfolded him on this particular issue. He's blindfolded himself, and Near Post takes him on pretty hard with that one today. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, here he is from yesterday talking uh, at the summit and uh, saying that we're not fighting Islam. Now, leading up to this summit, there's been a fair amount of debate in the press and among pundits about the words we use to describe and frame this challenge. So I want to be very clear about how I see it. How do you see it? Al-Qaeda and ISIL and groups like it are desperate for legitimacy. They try to portray themselves as religious leaders, holy warriors in defense of Islam. Mm -hmm. That's why ISIL 
presumes to declare itself the Islamic State. And they propagate the notion that America, and the West generally, is at war with Islam. That's how they recruit. That's how they try to radicalize young people. It's working. We must never accept the premise that they put forward, because it is a lie. Nor should we grant these terrorists the religious legitimacy that they seek. They are not religious leaders. They're terrorists. They didn't ask you to call them religious leaders. No. No one was requesting that from you. Nobody. And we are not at war with Islam. We are at war with people who have perverted Islam. Perhaps he's a bit confused here. What we've asked for is radical Islam, Islamic extremism. We did not ask for Islamic leadership. Yeah, we didn't we are very upset at these attacks by Islamic leadership. <laughs> we want the Islamic leaders of the world to stop decapitating people on the beach. No, we've asked for Islamic extremists, mm. Islamic radicals, Islamic fa- Islamo-fascists many have used. You, there's a bunch of things we've asked for. Never have we once indicated uh, that we want it to be uh, Islamic leadership. And if your entire theory of I'm not why... sure they have, no, even. Right, <laughs> I know, they don't, they don't care about that. <laughs> They're not not saying they're leaders. And, and like, so I guess it then boils down to the idea that they can understand Islamic but not extremists. Like they mm-hmm. will get the idea that we're talking about Islam, but they will ignore the fact that we're saying, which is enclosed in the term extremists, that you're doing it wrong. Like what we're saying is you're, you have some extreme crazy version of this religion. And, and they, they'll say that separately, but never together. I don't understand it. It's just a weird thing. and Part of me thinks, and we kind of talked about this on radio today, that they're just doing it to kind of like, here's the little side debate you guys can have while we're doing other things. Like You guys argue about what the words that we're saying, and we'll do other things. I, the way they're approaching this now, though, makes me think they actually think it is a problem and are, and are trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. It's a really weird, weird thing because they don't, no one's, they're just making these straw men up. Remember when they used to do this with Bush all the time? Like, oh, he's straw man arguments. Who is the person saying, well, we believe you should say it's all Islamic leadership or the people on the, on the shores of Tripoli beheading Christians? No one's requesting you to do that. No one wants you to do that. No one thinks that's a rational thing for you to do. Uh, it, but instead, you, you make this fake enemy up that you're fighting against so many people want me to say that all uh clerics have been clerics it's just a giant collection of wonderful islamic clerics just like the person down the street from you just like the normal muslim you work with and sits next to the copy machine that guy it's the same person who's decapitating people for isis no one wants that no one's requested it and you know it. I mean, they obviously know mm-hmm. nobody wants them to say that. We just want you to identify what the problem really is. Because if you can't identify it, then how can you take it on? I want him to say that all terrorism comes from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, my God. That's what I've been trying to do. I'm lobbying for that. And he won't say it. He just won't he say it. He will not say that. And no, wait, until you not. know this, the, the real enemy, the skyhook, yeah. you can't yeah. take it on. Yes. Yeah, until we admit that, mm-hmm. we're not going to solve the problem. <laughs> the feed makes a great point about look how pissed he looks when he's talking about that. Yeah. Beheadings, mm-hmm. see on the green. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. This this is the sort of stuff that actually gets to him. It uh, is. Yeah. It weirdly is. 
Here he is talking about religion is uh, not responsible for terrorism. Al Qaeda no. and ISIL do draw selectively mm -hmm. from the Islamic texts. Oh, they do Thank depend you. upon the misperception. I thought they were looking in the, the phone book, but no. They speak hmm. in some fashion for hmm. people of the Muslim faith mm -hmm. that Islam is somehow inherently violent. That there is some sort of clash of civilizations. Where would you get that idea? I of course, the terrorists do not speak for over a billion Muslims who reject their hateful ideology. They no more represent Islam than any madman who kills innocents of the name of God represents Christianity or Judaism or Buddhism or Hinduism. No religion is responsible for terrorism. People are responsible for violence and terrorism. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Now, don't. Don't confuse the issue, though, and apply that to guns, yeah, because no. that, nothing could be further from the truth there. Guns are responsible for violence. Amen, People are not. Friend. So Amen. we've got to ban the guns. Mm -hmm. Get the guns out, because the guns are evil. But no religion is responsible for terrorism. People are responsible Well, no religion terrorism. is responsible, except... Except in Christianity for the some, Crusades. Yeah, Christianity. You know, and, and honestly, a lot of these Tea Party people oh are also boy. Christians, and oh you know what boy. they do. Uh, Let me you know, ask you, who is it that's bombing all the abortion clinics right now? Yeah. Do I have to say it, Christians? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I have to say it? Mm -hmm. They're responsible. Christians, okay? Stop it. Stop it, yeah. Christians. Why won't you denounce that, by the way? I love the comment, too, because someone posted this on social networks, and they're just like, oh, well, it's the same way that Christians look the other way for abortion killers. When did when anybody the look hell? the other way? Yeah, that's, that's the most ridiculous I, accusation. It's so roundly mm -hmm. criticized and denounced. Yeah, here, let me be clear about what I want to happen to an abortion killer. I want them dead. Yeah. I want an abortion killer to the be death executed. Penalty. That's what I want trial. to happen to them. That's not looking the other way. I want them to face the ultimate punishment our society could possibly provide. Is is allowing for a fair trial? Is is that siding with the abortion clinic bombers? Because I would like them to have the trial yes. first and uh, then be... Our law should be followed. Yes. Yeah. For, yes. Both, for both uh, the abortion clinic provider, uh, uh, worker and the abortion clinic uh, murderer. Yeah. And all those people yeah. should have to face the actual uh, law. If you're breaking the law, like uh, Kermit Gosnell, he should be in prison, as he mm -hmm. is. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you go to kill someone like Kermit, Kermit Gosnell, if you succeed or you fail, I want you in prison. And then eventually, if you, particularly if you succeeded, I want you dead. That's my particular stance. That is not looking the other way to abortion killers. I don't want it to ever happen ever again. Uh, here he is on how to stop the radic radicalization of the youth. We have to be honest with ourselves. Terrorist groups like al-Qaeda and ISIL mm -hmm. deliberately target their propaganda in the hopes of reaching and brainwashing young Muslims especially those who may be disillusioned or wrestling with their identity. That's the truth. The high-quality videos, the online magazines, the use of social media, terrorist Twitter accounts, it's all designed to target today's young people online in cyberspace. And by the way, uh, the older people here, as wise and respected as you may be, your stuff is often boring compared to what they're doing. You're not, you're not connected. And as a consequence, you are not connecting.
Mm. That's interesting. And I, I think that is, of course, to some degree true. I mean, you know, you want to put a 45-page a paper in foreign policy, it's not going to connect the same way Twitter does to someone who's 18. Uh, I get mm. it. Uh, you know, I think that is true. Uh, I don't know that he's breaking any new ground there. No. no. Uh, I mean, look, you do I mean, is there an outreach program that, you know, that can be effective in the Middle East through Twitter and the American government? I don't know. Maybe there's something. It. it would have to be obviously covert. I mean, you can't be sitting yeah. here announcing it if it's going to work. And it can't, you can't use this, you know, at State Department to convince some terrorist to not be a terrorist. But is, there, is it possible? I mean, do, do, should the military attempt those things? Yeah, sure. They should try that. They should try uh, computer viruses to slow down terrorist networks. They should. Uh, there's a lot of things that can be tried. I don't know if that's going to work. And certainly, it's a small piece of the freaking puzzle when you're talking about uh, taking on ISIS. Is there, you know, do you try to convince people? Sure. Is there an element to that? Yes, of course. But when people are beheading people on the beach, the first thing you do is get rid of those people. You're not going to convince those people. Maybe you can get the next generation of people if you can, if you can do it right. But, I mean, that is a small piece of the puzzle, especially right now. I mean, no one who's, whose head just fell off on the beach cares if you're on Twitter or not. No, but... The people whose heads fell off on the beach, mm -hmm. who were they really? Were they just some folks that... Uh, uh, they were it, some folks. Uh, yes, this is a, just again, a group of folks. Another... 21 folks who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and they just got their head lopped it's off. A, it's another page in the long-standing uh, folksicost. Yeah, and got to uh, stop the folks. We need to stop the folks. None of these people Shoot. have any identifying <laughs> characteristics uh, at all. They're just folks. And when folks die, they die in the folksicost. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And, and uh, Ed Henry asked Josh Ernest, the White House spokesman yesterday, about the fact that they didn't call these folks uh, Christians in the uh, initial release. Here's what happened. Under your name, you talked about the murder of 21 citizens. And I'm curious, why didn't you mention it was 21 Christians killed by Muslims? Is that relevant? Uh, it sure is, because the, sure ISIL, is. Uh, uh, the ISIL extremists who carried out this attack indicated that the reason that they were killing them wasn't just because they were Egyptian, but also because they were Christian. Why were you not clear on Sunday? It went out under your name. Why didn't you say 21 Christians were killed? Yeah. Well, Ed, I've, uh, I've tried to be clear here. Um, I, I can't account for uh, that specific line in the statement, but we've been clear uh, there that we Wait, condemn this murder. Why? Two days earlier, on the 13th, you put out a statement okay. under the president's name about the tragic deaths uh -huh. of the three Muslim students at the University of North Carolina. And in there, the president said, quote, no one in the United States of America should ever be targeted because of who they are, what they look like, or how they worship. Mm -hmm. Why was their Muslim faith relevant in that statement? Great question. Well, uh, Ed, wow. I, I think, as we've indicated, oh, the Ed, situation I, in North Carolina I, is still under investigation. Uh, right. Well, and then, so local why? law enforcement authorities there uh, are trying to determine exactly what the motivation of that in, of the individual who's been charged with this crime was, uh, and so that is still under investigation. Agonizing. He's not good. Agonizing. <laughs> okay. So Ed Henry mentions the fact that they're, they're, they say that the North Carolina uh, victims, mm -hmm. the three of them, were targeted because of their religion. Ed Henry asks why their religion was mentioned. They're, they're Muslim, but you didn't mention the Christians' religion. Well, Ed, we don't know what happened yet. We're, 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 we don't know what the deal was in North Carolina yet. 
Then why did you say they were targeted because of their religion? That, wh what is that? And when the fact is, they weren't probably. It looks now like it was a parking dispute. So they were shot over parking. I, it's, wow, unbelievable. And for him to say, I can't account for why the release went out without, uh, without calling the 21 who lost their lives Christians. They were your words. What do you mean you can't account for them? Well, I mean... <laughs> what do you mean? What did you just say? I, I just, you have no idea, because you can't account for your own words. No, I, I can, and especially if you parroted them back to me, I could account for why I said it. I could account for what I said, for, for why I said it. Now try to come up with what you just said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it! This guy can't account for his own words, because it's impossible, and we all understand yeah, you just got to live in another world. I, mean, I guess maybe you could argue, in reality, he actually didn't write the statement and had nothing to do with it. They just put out some underling, put out some statement in his own, uh, you know. Went out uh, under his name. We go, really sorry. care about these people who died. We really care. Mm -hmm. We swear we care. They're, folks They're Muslims and citizens. and citizens and folks. Sorry for the folks that caused descent. And he, you know, Josh Ernest is, you know, I, you know he's I carrying for clubs words. for Barack Obama at the time. He doesn't even know what's going out. Yeah. That's probably why. Uh, he answered it that way, but it's, it is, you know. Uh, it's unbelievable how bad these people are. They're just awful. <laughs> They're awful and evil. That's what they are. Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, see, he went too far. Yeah, I did. Yeah, what I did see, you said? They're awful and evil. Now, I can did. you account for those words? Yeah, because I believe they're awful oh, and evil. Okay. That's why I said it. Well, <laughs> you did say it. Eight seven two seven. Beck, Pat and Stu. Uh, net neutrality, Pat, uh, yeah. as, is in the news as we've been talking about. And we're, I would say we're borderline obsessed with the story. Uh, and as we should be, I think. I think so too. I, I, I don't think know everybody that, should be obsessed with the story. I don't know if we're in the majority of the minority on that one. But like, this is one of those issues that I, you know, I feel is really important, and, and this is why we're harping on it a lot. And, and a lot of smart people are thinking the same way. Let me play this clip from uh, from Mark Cuban, and we'll give you a little uh, a little bit of breaking news on on this clip. Uh, this is Mark uh, Cuban talking about his opinion on net neutrality. When you look at the net neutrality sites, when you look at the messages, it's don't let them ruin the Internet. That's just demonizing these companies. Shouldn't the government have a regime in place like <laughs> no, it did what? for telephone service? Everybody says, no, we well, shouldn't put a So law you want a department of the Internet? Wait a minute. You talking you about? No, I don't. A regime. You, you, you don't think there's a role for government at all? No, there, there's... There are certain rules to play. It's hard to say there's never a role for government, right? I, I don't want to get to that point. They're trying to introduce things that don't need to be introduced. Now, some people would say, look, we just want to keep it the way it is so it doesn't change. But the, I've, I've talked to all the FCC commissioners. I made presentations in front of them over the last 15 years. And they change every few years. And they're politically appointed. And so the uncertainty associated with that applied to the Internet scares the out of me. What in particular in what Wheeler has proposed it scares the out of you. Because in six years, we won't know who Tom Wheeler is. And just like yep. he had a different viewpoint than Michael Powell, who had a different viewpoint than the person before him. There's so much uncertainty there versus I'd rather let the so free what, market. So what if Congress passed the law instead of the... Uh, it the depends what's it. in the law. So if they say no website should be discriminated against or blocked, great. I'm fine with that. I got no problem with that. 
Mm. It's an interesting. So this will be something to explore. And when I said we have breaking mm. news, uh, one of the things that, that can be explored there is that Mark Cuban's going to be on the TV show on Monday to talk about net neutrality. Good. Um, and, I, and Glenn, I think we'll follow nice. up on that because I, I, there, we all feel that we all, I think we can all say this. We all feel that we don't want websites to be slowed down by Internet service providers. I think mm -hmm. we all want that. Mm -hmm. However, the question is, what is the mechanism of that happening? Uh, obviously, so far, the mechanism has been they can do whatever the hell they want. And we have one example of it ever happening with one ISP and one website, and that resulted in better service for the customer. So there's just not a problem here at all. It is, as it has been said, there is, it's a solution searching for a problem. Um, and what he says at the end there was, okay, what if they pass something that just said that? Well, first of all, it never just says that. It's, it, that is how it's presented in the media, but then it's a 1,000 pages. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, beyond that, it gets expanded, and the regulations are built uh, on, uh, based on the law that do different things. Um, the FCC is a good example where he's saying, well, it would be unsure because that would be changing all the time, and those regulations would change all the time. I think that's true. Those guys would be doing that. Um, I think he's... I think what he's maybe expressing there is, I don't want it to happen. I don't want ISPs to be slowing down sites. I don't want it to happen. So if there was a way to easily prevent that, fine. I don't think that. I don't. I'm not even there. I don't want the. I don't want them doing a, making a law at all about it. I want. The, I want. I think ISPs should be able to to uh, to slow down sites. I'm uh, based on a freaking whim by the janitor. That's what I think. I think the janitor should be able to come in and say, you know what? No blaze today for Comcast shutting it down. I'm fine with that. And you know what will happen? Comcast will be gone in a month. That's what will happen if that starts going on. It's, it's a ridiculous thing. The, the market will sort that out. People would change and go to wireless providers and other providers anyway. It's just a ridiculous problem. We're projecting into the future that these magical things might happen, and they might be terrible for everyone. You know what? If that starts happening, come back to me. Uh, yeah, but just to, uh, don't you think the government has some kind of role in that? In the uh, internet, yeah, thing. they shouldn't the let. They should try to stop the child porn. Yeah, they should try that. Should yeah, but that. other than that, uh, don't, don't you think mm. that? Uh, what about mm. uh, legislation? What about uh, yeah. what about uh, yeah. the, on child porn? Yeah, uh, yeah they no, should not. No, they should have legislation no, no, against. No, 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 it already no, exists. So it's on keeping not, the internet free and safe. And, it's already free and safe. It's uh, already free. But what about the Supreme Court then making some sort of ruling on it? What, I'm looking for what I'm looking for is there some sort of government intervention here. Don't you think there should be some? No, I do not think there should be. In fact, I think there should be less probably than there are. What about the Department of Education? What if they got involved in it? Uh, no, why would that? That doesn't even have anything to do the with part, the conversation. You like defense, you right? Would, you like the defense industry? I, yeah. Well, what about the Department of sure. Defense? What if they got involved? Why would, would that they, make you happy? No, it would not. I do uh, not want the government what involved. What government agency do you think should oversee <laughs> the Internet? How long have you been beating your wife? That's all I'm asking. It's. I mean, it really is this. These uh, people just can't get it. I mean, they're so appalled that somebody would say, look, keep the government out of it. It's been working phenomenally for 20 <laughs> years now. Yeah. Why would we change it now? Why would we change it? It's such a bizarre thing. It's like, so it's, it's a mindset, right? It's not just an opinion on this issue. It's a mindset. That if there's a problem, even if the problem hasn't started yet, right? if there is a problem, we have to have the government to stop it because... That's the only way it can be stopped. That is the problem with these people. And even if there's not a problem, which there is not, mm -hmm. you got to do a preemptive stop yep. with the government. Yeah, it's always, but it's like if you would recognize that, A, 
there are other ways to stop problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and the most effective way that has been proven over the past couple centuries or so has been the free market system, where Comcast would do a terrible job hurting its customers. They would lose business. They would go out of business. They're not killing anybody here. They're slow in Netflix, okay? So it's, a, you know, there are, you know, it's not like we're talking about the worst thing in the world, but if they did that, people would leave their service and go somewhere else. You say, well, I can only get Comcast. You know, you know what? Three years ago, the speed of Comcast was the same as wireless speeds are now that you can get from a freaking cell phone provider. Like this, as this goes forward, these these aren't even arguments that will make sense to our children. I can't Why, remember. I can only get Comcast. That's not going to make any sense to your kid. I cannot remember the last time Netflix uh, buffered. And, and that's on, by the way, on wire, uh, like not on a, a Wi-Fi connection, but on, you know, the, 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 the cell connection. Like you're on your normal data connection. I, I watched yep. full NFL football games in HD. Thank you for unlimited data, uh, Apple, that I'm still grandfathered in on. Mm -hmm. uh, watched a mm -hmm. full NFL games in HD. I would watch the red zone while, you know, we were at Target uh, on, my, on my phone. And I'd watch, uh, you know, NFL games. I'd watch The Blaze many times. You know, a lot of times I will, when there's a segment that we're going to talk about the next day, uh, and I don't, and I know I'm going to get home, I have to put the kids to bed, I'm not going to be able to watch the whole thing, I will throw it on my phone and listen to the segment on the way home. And I don't have buffering issues or anything. And I'm listening to, not on a wireless connection, not on a Wi-Fi thing, but just on the normal data connection that I, that I get from AT&T or whatever the heck I have. Think of that, going 85 miles an hour down the freeway. Yeah. You're, you're watching uh, full streaming Pat, not everyone drives 85. I think 85 miles an hour down the freeway. I don't think you're understanding. You're, you're able to do that. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> so that's, it's, it's surprising it's, you don't get pulled over, though. Right. No, I know. It is weird. That's weird. But, but, but this is the thing. It's A, it's like you, these people think only the government can do it. Yeah. And then B, they act as if when the government does it, it works. But it, when, even when the government steps in, they don't stop these problems. <laughs> he even cited the, the, the telephone. Uh, right. Well, why not? Like it did for the telephone. That was a terrible yeah. law. You see what happened to the telephone? It stayed the same for 55 years. It ruined the industry for <laughs> half a century. And now that it's free, you have all these wonderful things, like the thing I was just talking about, getting data yeah. and driving 85 miles an hour and, and listening to yeah. the blaze. You get that, and now we say, well, oh, well, you know, uh, we need a new one to screw the Internet up. It's, it's such a bizarre thing. And I think mm. Mark Cuban, um, just based on the... <laughs> emphasis he put on certain things in that comment where he was obviously very passionate about the government not screwing it up and then sort of a passive yeah i mean i guess uh, when he came to the i think he's on the right side of this i mean maybe mm -hmm. glenn can talk to him about the, the the fringes of it of, of whether in this hypothetical situation there could be a law passed over a very small thing you know maybe they'll disagree on that but generally speaking it's good to have somebody like mark cuban who went through this whole thing? He's been one of the beneficiaries to see how great the internet is. Yeah, yeah he's not how he made his it. billions. Yeah. on the internet, yeah. right? Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. Jeffy, how do you feel about your websites and as they relate to neutrality? I am absolutely okay with getting rid of child porn sites. Yeah, well, I know that, but that's good. But that was a strong stand. <laughs> Welcome back, uh, Patents too. We have more frightening news for you. Oh, no. 
I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news every day on this global weirding, this uh, climate chaos, the climate change, the global warming thing. I mean, I, no matter what moniker you want to attach to it, the one thing you know, it's catastrophic. And people are dying every day because of it. Well, and, well dying. There's, there's two things we know. Needlessly. If you'd simply stop driving and flying and breathing, we could fix this. Well, I, I would say there's a selfish. There's another thing we know. Selfish. Catastrophic. You're right. Right. Catastrophic. Catastrophic. Cat the worst thing that could ever uh, happen. Worse than this. This lopping off of heads on a beach or whatever. Oh my gosh! Is this news. is the biggest crisis we face and, in the world today. And, and let's not discount that that's caused by climate change. By the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you I for saying sure we it, say finally that. saying it. Uh, but in, in addition to that, Pat, mm -hmm. we know we're responsible for it. Yeah. Catastrophic, we're responsible, mm -hmm. and also it's the reason why people are, it's why ISIS exists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, listen to this latest. Mm -hmm. Great Lakes ice growing faster than even last year's frigid winter. Um. But, again, you know what that is? Look at that, though. Look at that. Look at that. That right looks there. like hot ice. Well, it is because yeah. it got so hot it became cold and the ice grew. Mm -hmm. Now, the ice was supposed to melt, but that was before we understood that the ice yes. grows after it melts. And uh, the water absorbs the heat, shoots it out the butt of the earth, and then brings in the cold from yes. the other side. Mm -hmm. Thank That's you. what happens. It's a, uh, and what we found was... People used to believe that heat and, and cold were linear. No, they just went this way? No. It's this way. So that when you get, like, for instance, okay, this is warm up here. Uh-huh, okay. This is hot. Okay, okay, okay. This is cool up here. <laughs> Wait, what? This is cold down here. So when you go from warm to hot, okay, and you keep going, you keep now going you're on to cold, and it goes immediately all the way right back around to cold. There's That's a, what uh, happened. I don't know if anyone saw the documentary the People day after are tomorrow. Stupid! I don't know how they don't get that. Do you remember that? Yeah, Jeffy, you day after that tomorrow, right? Uh, Jeffy, you saw that documentary. Loved yeah. it. Of it the uh, New, York, New York Library, where it was the only place well, on Earth you could stay alive yeah. because of the global weirding warm thing. Chaos. Right. See? Global weirding warming chaos. <laughs> Great Lakes skies cover has grown over 5% in the last 24 hours. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, about 4,750 square miles of ice <laughs> overnight. <laughs> Wow. At that pace of ice growth, the Great, Great Lakes would be almost totally iced over in the next four days. Of course, you can't project things like that, so that's a meaningless statistic. Uh, the blast of Arctic cold tonight uh, through Friday will certainly help ice continue to grow. Uh, it will come with a 10 to 20 mile per hour wind, which could temporarily break up and reduce some ice. See? Reducing ice, global warming. End of story. Bill Nye wins again. He wins every time. He does. He uh, wins so every there you time. go. Is there any more pictures of this, or is this? Uh, is, is is this that the only picture? Uh, apparently. There's more. Oh, let's, let's, let's see a see few him. more. I like let's pictures of cold water, and here they are. Uh, this uh, guy saying on Twitter, "I wish I was in Bermuda because I'm stuck in over seven feet of snow in Boston, tunneling out of my window." Which, by the way, is a terrible idea. <laughs> Don't tunnel in seven feet of snow. It may collapse on your head, and then you're going to die. Oh, are you um, the mayor of Boston now telling people not to jump out their windows yeah, in the snow Yeah, that is true. Drifts? We should cover that, too. Yeah, that who is are you to tell yeah. me whether Thank I can you. jump out my window or not? Shut up. I will say that I'm kind of with, that, with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
Shut up. You, you know, can't you tell can say me if not, I want to jump wow. out my window or not. It's, you could say it's not a good idea. Yes, you can. But he's saying stop, yeah, stop it. it. Stop it now. Well, That's what he said. I, he can say stop it now, I suppose. But he can't do anything about no, it. You can't do anything about it. Niagara Falls, uh, practically frozen. Uh, as That's kind of cool. Uh, That's a cool right look, there. right? Yeah, That's pretty really cool. cool. Uh, yep. Okay. And you got uh, the great Boston uh, Blitz of 2015. Uh, which Somebody's I guess roof sledding. sledding down. Oh, look, you can see the roof. Yeah. He's on the roof. That's pretty cool. That's why they call it roof sledding. Wow. Is it? Is it? Yeah, oh. just... Here's a good safety tip. When you get that much snow on your roof, shovel it off. Yeah, that is yeah. a good safety shovel tip. Shovel yeah. it off. My uh, mother-in-law. People learn that in, in Montana all the time, where the they just let it compile, roof. and then it just, it just caves in. How can you, I mean, obviously in that particular case, you could actually walk up to the roof on yeah. the snow. But is, yeah. how, do you, how would you, I was thinking about that because th my mother-in-law is having this issue. She has, she lives in Connecticut and they've dealt with tons of snow this year. Mm -hmm. And she's having the point now where like when it, it's like starting to come through the roof. Like it's, she's starting to see like water around yeah. like fixtures. It's getting bad. Yeah. But it's like, what do you do? I mean, I don't you get, you, you get the snow off the roof. How? That's what you do. You shovel, shovel it off. How? You shovel it. You can't get a snowblower up there. Broom it off. How do you shovel it? How do you, I mean, with you, a shovel. What, you go up a ladder? Yeah. You so take you have, a ladder she, up she there, just, get on yeah. the roof. I, if it's a, you know, an older woman or an aunt or something yeah, and she's, she's not, not capable, gonna, yeah, you hire somebody. Or you let the roof cave in on her and say, sorry, And if it doesn't cave in, there's a really good chance it's going to start leaking the roof. It will find a way in. That much snow. I can almost guarantee you we'll find a way in. And the other issue, too, is uh, the, the, the weird thing that happens. It starts to melt slowly. It gets a little bit in the crevices, and then yeah. it refreezes and expands and right. causes uh, more issues. Uh, it's a disaster. I am so this is why this we're in Texas. Warming. Right. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, global warming. It just sucks. Uh, and then we get this from Christopher Fielding, who says snow drifts between houses in uh, dot-blocking basement door uh, in the dot. Is it maybe that's an area of town or something? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, it's blocking his basement door, and he's got to tunnel out to his neighbor. Don't tunnel out. Don't do it. Don't tunnel. Yeah, I wouldn't do this it. This is why. Uh, have we mentioned my Patriot supply today? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. This is why. You don't need to tunnel out. You uh, stay in your nice little warm house, and wow. you, you cook up the food that you had there, uh, yeah, a little preparation to get a couple weeks of food. I will say, fine. I haven't seen that much snow in a long time. No doubt. That's impressive. This yeah, is why, impressive. you know why? Because we live in Texas and we yeah. don't have to deal with that nonsense anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I grew up in uh, the Northeast, in these areas, in Connecticut mainly, also New York, uh, and lived in Pennsylvania as well uh, in my life. And, and this is what I dealt with my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I know it was bad, though. I, mean, we had, I, I grew up in Michigan, too. We had a lot of storms and ice storms and snowstorms, but I don't know that it was that bad. Look at that. Well, yeah, I and mean, this is obviously a, uh, there's a chart uh, on that I think it was 538 published a couple days ago that shows Boston snowfall over the past 100 years. This this is by far okay. well, the yeah, worst yeah. year. I mean, it, you're is right. It? it is. It's it's it it's, is. It is. And it's the worst year. I mean, but, you know, look, every you have to have a worst year. Right. right. I mean, it, yeah. right. You know, it doesn't prove global warming that it's really cold. <laughs> I, I can't give you that. You need to come I up with an argument. I just showed you the circular weather pattern okay. that proves it. Man, you're stupid. I am stupid. Holy cow. I don't know how many, how many times do I have to explain this, Jeffy? Every time I, I see you do so this. so thick. <laughs> I will say, what, what year was it when we got so much snow? It was when we all still lived in Connecticut. Yeah. and Well, you guys weren't in Connecticut, but, but we were. We lived in Connecticut and commuted to Manhattan. So it was either 2010 or 11 where we had so much snow the kids were jumping off our roof, and it was about a foot to the snow below. Oh, we didn't get that bad. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was piled up.
I think eight feet. But, you know, it was, it was two feet, and then it was a foot, and then it was three feet. And it just, you know, you keep shoveling, and so right. you got the huge drifts. And, uh, and so there was a ton of snow, but it still wasn't like the Boston snow, because they've got seven feet of snow. It's a ton. And I can't lot. think of anything in the world I'd like to do less than the shovel. Snow. It's the worst <laughs> thing. Yeah, that is one thing I don't like. Because you can't do it fast. If you try to do yeah. it fast, you'll try to lift too much, you'll kill Can't yourself. You'll, you'll, you'll break it half. Uh, you got to have, for that kind of snow, for me, uh, you got to have a snowblower. Have to. <laughs> you have to, because otherwise. Uh, I would say a tractor with a plow. On the a tractor with a plow boy. would be very good, too. But you can't, do, you can't do your sidewalk with a tractor. Yeah, I finally got so sick of, uh, of shoveling. I said, screw it, I'm buying a snowblower, which I did approximately two winters before we moved here. <laughs> and now it lives in my garage and does not do that much. Uh, now I, I always think to myself, what should I do with this thing? I just throw it in with the house. Uh, I don't know. It never didn't even cross my mind, to be honest. I, that's a good good idea. I wish mm -hmm. you were there a few years ago. I, um, but now I have it in a garage. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, it's basically brand new. I used it three or four times. And, and my wife says, get, get rid of this thing. It's a, Why do you have a snowblower in a garage in Texas? Yeah. And I say, well, first of all, one of these days That's it's going right. to snow. As soon as you okay. get rid of it, it's going to snow. It. Gonna snow. You didn't use it last year? Uh, I mean, we didn't have that much, no, but it well, snowed a few times. The one time it really did, we did have some severe winter weather here in Texas. It was so icy, I couldn't do yeah, anything. Right, with it. yeah, that's true. Um, and so, and it's not, you know, look, our, we have an SUV, um, so really the amount of snow that I could right. easily use the snowblower on would just drive through. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm -hmm. no real reason to shovel it. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, what should I do with this thing? Part of me thinks I just put it out by the garbage can. I just give, I cut It'll my losses and I just, you know, somebody will take it in less than five minutes. Yes. Right. But it that, will be gone. So with that knowledge, this is a it perfect be setup because with that knowledge, I know there's a market need for my snowblower. Uh -huh. So why am I just going to throw it out there for free? I want to sell it. But then how do I sell a snowblower in Dallas? It's hard. I, right. I'd so then I was away. thinking, what about eBay? Mm -hmm. Right. What if I throw the thing up on eBay and then I can sell it? Now, there's going to be a high shipping yeah, cost, yeah, but I don't care if I get a dollar for it in reality. Who cares? Mm -hmm. I just want to get rid of the thing. So maybe I could get 20 bucks for it plus shipping and then send it out to somebody, some poor sap in Boston. It's also not a great snowblower. I like to donate those things because it's fun to see how quickly they go. <laughs> you put it out by the garbage, it's gone. it is immediately gone. Really? And it doesn't oh, matter yeah. what shape it's in. They don't care. They will take it and they'll repair it or do whatever. I mean, so, some of these guys are so... Uh, handy with oh, things. Yeah. They, My stepdad used anything. to drive around just to look for uh, lawnmowers, oh, any of that gone. stuff. Any of that stuff yeah, with junk collectors or, so that they could just fix the engine. Or others. You know, some immigrants others, like to do that. Others. Um, but we or do you have a lot of Somali immigrants that a like to come down and Somali immigrants. A lot of friends. Close personal. Stu, you and I went to the same train station in Trenton. I yes. mean, it was overrun by Somalis. Somalis? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Well, in, all in, in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. we have a huge Somali community. Really <laughs> huge. And every once in a while, I like to put something out for them. Hold on, uh, just That's so in. nice of you. That is so nice of you. Demographics show that your town has never had a Somali pass through it. No, there's a lot of friends. A lot of Somali friends. Interesting. So. Uh, seem to be... You've got relationships with a lot of them. Yeah, really. Uh, a, a few months ago, we, we uh, cleaned out our school. And we had some, you know, stuff that was in the way, and so we took it we out. We should point out that you run a school. Yeah, I, ru I, run, I run a school. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, we, there was this old barbecue sitting outside from when we bought the building, and it, uh, 
it was rusted out. It was gnarly and nasty, and I probably bug ridden. I just I dragged it out to the uh, to the street, <laughs> and by the time I went back to get other junk and came back, it was already gone. <laughs> it was gone that fast. And it was a piece of crap. Yeah, just a piece of crap. That I'm, I'm sure they I'm sure they fixed it right up and, and probably using it happily now. I wonder day. if that always works because I very much have considered just putting Jeffy out by the curb. Oh my gosh. See if someone was they won't him. want that. No. <laughs> no, I mean they have standards. Come on. He's going there. What like, about the others? Back, oh, three, what they about don't the want other? That. No. Three weeks other later, we come back yeah, and Jeffy's still standing there. Still standing there. Why? What am I supposed to be doing here? Is anybody coming or? I'm free. Triple eight seven two seven back, <laughs> and you put free on his chest. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's just, he'll yeah. just drive right on yeah, by. Yeah. You think someone would get him? No one comes in. No. Your wife just keeps passing by and not picking you up. Before that. Why? Take him. <laughs>
in Japan. It's frowned upon. I actually sometimes feel like if I'm stopping and I'm sitting down for a meal, it feels like I'm not taking advantage of the moment. You feel like you need mm-hmm. to be doing something else when you're eating. Like if it's watching TV, it's e- you know, you're mm-hmm. eating, and maybe you're eating something else is another pastime while you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe driving. I say it's, it's something. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of times I'm eating like a you know I get a big thing of French fries. You know when I'm on the treadmill because I can make sure I'm making ma- maximum use of my time. A lot of time is wasted <laughs> just sitting down eating. I guarantee you that. Right. You could always be eating another thing. <laughs> Yeah, number five in Japan, there are designated people who will push you into a crowded subway car. You ever seen footage of that? No. That's great. Uh, no, why? we need to, though. How ca- There's good footage of that. Can we get some footage of that, Andrew? This is That, that sounds like yeah, something I want to see. Those are really good because, I mean, they, those subway cars are crowded and they yeah. just... And they just jam everybody in into it. Like they, they, they wear uniforms and gloves and hats and just push people into the, in the crowded subway yeah. cars. Um, okay. mm, interesting. It's weird. People will sleep on the trains with their head on your shoulder. Uh, no, they will not in my case. <laughs> <laughs> there are uh, toilet slippers for the bathroom. Uh, so you don't get the bottom of your feet dirty? Uh, okay. Uh, or your bottom of your shoes, I guess, uh, dirty? You must always bring a host a gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a traditional yeah, yeah, but not so, always. I mean, uh, I, I went to Jeffy's house recently and didn't even think of it. Didn't even cross my mind to bring yeah, the gift. Yeah. Didn't even think of it for a second. Uh, pouring <laughs> really? your own glasses. I just thought you forgot or something. Oh, no, I thought we were no, no, it didn't, later. Didn't consider it. Pouring uh, your own glass is considered rude. Okay. And uh, slurping noodles is not only seen as polite, but it also means you have enjoyed your meal. There you go. I really don't like that one. No. I don't do that at my house. Yeah. Okay. I like the slurping thing. There's some more weird traditions. Like the, the, the reason why like a lot of Japanese food, or Chinese food especially, comes cut into little pieces is because the knives were such a problem with violence back in the day that they took the knives away from the table. Only the chefs could have them. So mm. they would cut your pieces up and then deliver them that way. That's why it's that way now. Don't you? I don't know why we're. What? What is the? Why just, are we? Every once in a while, I have a. Uh, it's a little fantasy. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Just okay. Oh, you're okay. Were, were you going to actually shoot anyone? Anyway? Gun pointed at Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every okay. once in a while, I think ah, I should just do it today. And I then, thought it was uh, a hands up, don't shoot uh, symbol, because that's what I'm all about. Right well, now. hands you, up, don't shoot. Even though that didn't happen, I'm all about it anyway. I just want to continue the lie. Up, oh, hands up, don't shoot, don't shoot. And then he shot. Yep. Now that was proven not to be the case. Oh, yeah. However, there's no reason not. That's no reason not to keep doing it. Mr. Detail over here. Yeah, I know, now. right? You know, right. it's like, oh, hey, let's <laughs> let's see if we can find out what happened in the case before we start talk, talking about what happened in the, the case. The okay. Do you every time. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Jeffy. <laughs> thank you, Jeffy. We tell you a story about uh, something really cool for humanity, and apparently there is some humanity left in the world. Uh, Teresa Adams and her son Tommy were driving home from the DMV when they drove past an older man in a, with a walker trying to shovel his snow from the driveway. I, I don't even know how the guy in the walker uh, so was shoveling snow. One-handed, one-handed shoveling. That's not going to be easy. Uh, so Tommy said, stop the snow a little while. It takes a little while. Mama, stop the car. Kid 17, he calls his mother Mama. 
That's okay. That's a problem. That's no, thing number one. Right there. With that. <laughs> Mama, stop the car. Uh, she said, I got scared and asked why. What's wrong? And he said, there's an older man with a walker shoveling snow. I'll help him out. She stopped the car. He got out of the car. And, and this occurred. I mean, that's and so great. Mommy helped, too, with that wonderful picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, that would, I mean, that would, just thinking about that now as a you know, dad, so like that would, yep. that would melt your heart. Your oh, kid yeah. actually can oh grow up to do something good. That's I mean, so Jeffrey, great. Uh, your, your parents obviously wish for a moment like that someday. I stop all the time. I see people like that. I have stop, tell the kids to get out, go see if he'll pay you to help. <laughs> Earn some money. <laughs> and then give it to me, right? Yeah, hello. For drugs, of course. Yeah, it's <laughs> Wait, a beautiful story. For drugs? <laughs> wow. Shocking. That's a stutter. And then he promises them that he'll share some of the drugs from the proceeds of their shoveling. If they do a good job and he get but, paid yeah. enough. But, well, it's uh, called but, investment. Uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but then he doesn't. Thank you. He doesn't gotcha. obviously gotcha. give them the drugs. He keeps it for himself. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, he he uh, helped shovel out the driveway for 15 minutes or so, and uh, and I guess Tommy approached the man, asked him for the snow shovel. He looked surprised. I was so proud, I started to cry. Said the mom. He was uh, relieved. He looked tired, according to Tommy. I told him to get back into his car because it was cold. Other people who saw him in the in the snow should have had the decency to stop. Yeah, it's really a, it's a great story. It and, is. And uh, what a great kid. Now, um, another suggestion is to move to Texas. It's uh, <laughs> a good safety tip as well. No one, there's, not, there's no one in a walker shoveling snow where I live because there's no snow. <laughs> they get to stay inside their nice warmed or cooled homes. Right. It's, a, it's, it's right. what makes uh, Texas so, so wonderful. It's what makes Texas, Texas. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's a great, it's a great story. And this sort of thing does happen uh, all the time. And yes. very rarely are these stories told. And that's one of the things that, the, you know, Blaze tries to do. And Glenn says, at least, that he tries to do it. Although we do, you know, if we had do, this very story for radio. This very story for radio. And, and Glenn, I think, uh, Glenn, it's an, Glenn Beck is an interesting character. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever, ever really? noticed such mm-hmm. a thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that is most intriguing about him, I honestly feel, from a, from a friend's perspective and a person who works with him every day, is that Glenn truly wants to be the guy who tells stories like this. This yes. is what he wants Absolutely. to do. He wants to be out there telling you inspiring stories that make you feel good, mm-hmm. where good people do good things, where the good guys win. He's talked about that before. But he's also a guy who cares so much about the future of the country that, you know, it's tough for him to, mm-hmm. to, to pull himself out of talking about, you know, some political development that is, right. could hurt the country um, and, uh, or, or Islamic extremism. Uh, you know, so I, it's a tough thing for him to do. And I think that's been one of the strengths of the show over the years is that we can, we're able to do both of those things. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's getting pulled both ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's, just, it's all part of the journey. Uh, also, there's a sheriff's office um, surprised a an autistic boy after not one kid came to his birthday party. Oh, Jeez, this is a both a heart wrenching story and an uplifting one at the same time. Invitations were sent out sent out to his classmates, but on the day of six year old Glenn Barati's birthday party, nobody came. Uh, oh God, I hate just, that story. To see the look on his face killed me inside, according to the boy's mother. Heartbroken uh, St. Cloud, Florida mother took to Facebook to vent her, uh, to vent, and uh, her post quickly garnered community's attention and ended with a surprise. Wasn't long after her post went up that strangers in her area began asking if they if they could come to celebrate with Glenn. 
Among the offers to help the boys make the boys special was a treat from the uh, sheriff's office. According to the News Gazette, the sheriff's office sent out its helicopter for a flyover. That's really cool. That's really cool. So they circle. I mean, you know how expensive it is to fly a helicopter? It did cross my mind. As you so said that, that was, uh, it was a taxpayer's expense, probably. <laughs> uh, we, we're not good at this, are we? <laughs> why we skip these stories despite the fact we really want to do them yeah, like, i love this story so but... the damn bastards flew a helicopter that probably cost taxpayers 500 bucks an hour for a kid for some kid's birthday party that's not their job we suck <laughs> no it's a great freaking story he and, circled uh, the house yeah. flew over and waved, and waved. And really cool I, that, oh my god it's really nice it is a nice story what a crushing thing as a parent too to have to deal with that look and, how, cute, you know. how cute the kid is yeah, he's a really cute kid um very tough uh is he worthy of a helicopter flyover I don't know. No, yes, he but is. he's yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. And you not ruin. <laughs> no, it's very cool. Very cool story. It is. And uh, you know, like I, I got a thing as you know, as you, I have little kids now. The oldest one is three, and it's like you get to that point where, like, you know, right now, you know, you, you know, there's going to be some crushing moment where you know Always. somebody oh. I. Believe oh. me, if he's my kid, he's going to deal with rejection all of his life. Uh, so it's like you get to that point where, you're, you know, something's going to happen and you're going to have to see him go through that process. Uh, and, uh, of course, with the knowledge that in reality, not that big a deal. Mm. You know, it's, it's such a bizarre thing because, you know, when you're a kid, I remember my mom talking to me about, you know, something went wrong in my life and, or something felt like the biggest thing in the world. She'd tell me, like, look, you know, this is going to pass and... You'll get over it and things. And, and that moment, you can't possibly yeah. consider that, that, that being true. Mm -hmm. And now, as an adult, you realize it's so blatantly obvious that it is true. You don't, I can't even remember what those things were. They're completely gone. And if anything, you look back and you're like, oh, God, that was a funny moment. Right. You know, oh, geez, what a disaster that I mean, was. A couple of years know. from now, the city budget won't even recognize what they paid for that helicopter. Okay, I want, you, I want you to go away. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh, this is, I mean, you know, think about the, that, though, as a kid, Absolutely. having nobody coming to your Horrible. birthday party. What when was you it like? Invites Jeffy to Horrible. every every one of your classmates. What happens is after the first couple, then you just stop having birthday parties. Your mom says, don't worry about it. Nobody <laughs> likes you. Yeah, okay. Is that what your mom says? Wow, just, that's, that's what happens. Uh -huh. Okay. How many times did that? Uh... How many times did it take before your mom finally said that to you? Hey, fatso, nobody's coming, so I'm not going to pay for invitations. <laughs> One. <laughs> One. Wow. I begged for two. Oh, little oh. baby. Je you picture little baby Jeffy. You know, no more than. I wasn't, 50, worth, I wasn't worthy of a damn helicopter flyover. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you tip the scales at when you were like six years old? One seventy-five. One eighty. I mean, two look, bills? Jeffy. Two bills. Yeah, I remember, I remember hitting yeah. 200 once. I remember the first time I hit 200. <laughs> How old were you? I remember the first I time remember. I hit 200, too. That is a moment, I think, in your life. I think almost for yeah. every guy, that's a moment. Because, I mean, now 200, ah. But at oh the, my God. when it happens, now. that's a that's a big moment. You know, and I would assume three, four, and two, five are even three, worse. Four, five. <laughs> All miles. Did we both do the same joke at yes. the same time? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, you know, when you hit four digits, though, what was that like? What was that like?
Because <laughs> if you you can be less than 200 pounds your whole life Absolutely. as a guy, you, you can mm -hmm. do it, you know, and mm -hmm. and if you stay moderately in good shape, you probably <laughs> will. Mm -hmm. uh, and then and then that ends and uh, mm -hmm. you just see them packing up. You just pack them on. You yeah. pack them on from there. Uh, and uh, yeah, this and this happens. last time when I went when, you know, this last time. Actually got below two two bills to really? like yeah. one ninety. I think it was one ninety two. Nice, nice work. Jeez. Yeah, and then and sadly, now, sadly, back over that <laughs> two hundred mark. <laughs> nice, I ate huh? it. I lost thirty six pounds, gained twenty of them right back. Bang. Well, not right back. I mean, they not were off right for a back. while. Yeah, but still, I mean, I swore, and I've done that before, and I knew that I'd done that before, and so I said I've done it before, but this time, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, of course it happened. I, the only way to do it is, I think, massive, intense pain if you fail. You have to, you have to put really, like, excruciating consequences mm -hmm. on something yeah. to make yourself not do it. Yeah. I mean, you have to, like, be like, I am going to put $5,000 in an envelope, and I am going to put it, I'm going to address it to NARAL, and I'm going to put it in the post office, and I'm going to put it on a stamp, and I'm going to hire someone to send it to NARAL <laughs> if I weigh over 200 pounds in three months. And then you're not going to weigh over 200 no, pounds not. in three months. No, you're you're right. going to go, of course, that person's going to run off and take your $5,000, but that's a, it's a bad example. Yeah. yeah. You, know, it is that, you need that, like, motivation because yeah. when it comes down to it, the right choice is always so eating the ice cream. Yeah, you just it's, get so weak. You know, something goes wrong and you're like, I'm, I'm one of those people um, that when things are going badly is like when I go to town. You know, like, ah, you know, I, I didn't get enough sleep. I don't feel well. Yes. I, you know, I, uh, it's been there, a bad there's day. some family drama going on. Something like that. You yep. know, some, something at work. You know, I got to work with Jeffy or something. Something where it's horrible, a horrible, horrible thing like that. Mm -hmm. And then I'm home and I'm eating grilled cheeses that are like nine feet tall. <laughs> I know. You know, and I just, I just can't. This is what I do. I know. Um, and the problem is uh, I can come up with almost anything, anything that slightly throws me off of my normal everyday pattern and i am just pounding fries and here's what sucks so much about it is because you work so hard to get down there <laughs> you know to lose that 36 pounds is not easy right and so then you you get that resolve and you've changed your eating habits to the point where now you're not craving it every night you're not you're, you've gotten out yeah of you're that. out of that rhythm yeah and then all it's so Easy to just <laughs> fall right back into that yeah. that pattern that you said you would never fall back into. So what do you do? You just keep eating, Jeffy. And I'm what you know, do? You, well, eventually I mean, you're a thousand pounds like Jeffy. Yeah, and you have to do this. I mean, you're half a ton. As much as we love to uh, to to uh, bust on Jeffy, like this, just half a ton. Just a good half. A ton. Only half. A half no, ton. Look, you're not a full ton. You've no. never been a full ton. You're half a ton. That's not that bad. A good old half right? tea. I almost feel better because of that. <laughs> no, but seriously, you lost a hundred, over a hundred, yeah, over a hundred pounds. pounds. Wow. And then, and gained then a little slow, bit of it back. And, and slowly. It slowly comes back, man. But I mean, it seems you, like you lately you've stop, been dedicated again. I'm back on. I'm back again. I lost another fifteen, yeah. close to twenty now. When when Stu and I were talking about last week, uh, I forget what uh, we were going somewhere, uh, Baskin Robbins or where was it? And you actually threatened Natasha not to do it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It was, yeah. We wanted we to found get out shakes later. and you yeah. said, if you go, I will kick your I butt. You, you actually you. threatened a woman's yeah. life yeah. over, over a milkshake because you don't have the willpower. If we were going to go, oh, you were going to go. On. Right. Come on. And so 
Come on. Bless Didn't your heart. I hear just a moment ago if there's ice cream you can't day. say no? I did. By the way, where the hell is Where's the ice cream? cream? Where <laughs> is it? How long have I mean, we been talking cream. about ice cream? <laughs> the tired eating. You know, the tired eating of just ice cream. I'm tired. I'm yes. going to lay down. You know, yeah, I, don't even, I could be tired or not little, tired. About a, about a half hour just later. Those two, that yeah, just those things. That just half that. gallon of ice cream is gone. That's why I don't think I have a problem. Because I could be tired, or it could be not tired. <laughs> I, it could matter. be day, or, night. or it could be night. It's not a problem. It's just it's what not a you problem. are. It's just, yes. That's all. I mean, it just happens to be the circumstances that exist at that moment yeah. where I could actually eat ice cream. Do you ever get that moment when you're like, this is, I don't know why we're into we're fat talk. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, it, you know that. It's a television show. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is for people on Blaze Radio who might not be able to tell that we're fat. Um, <laughs> but like, you ever get that point where, like, I don't know, you got like some good, like I don't know, cheese curls or something like that. And you get on, you get on the phone, and you're talking on the phone. And you're like, ah, I'm going to get a couple of cheese curls while I'm talking. I'm going to pop them open. And you're eating a couple. You're on the phone for about 15 minutes. You just realize you've just eaten two-thirds of the bag. Oh, my gosh. All the time. Ha- like, uh, when I get into the f- on the phone I like just, that, like, I just... happened to me every time I've been on the phone. <laughs> i got to stop taking well, yeah, phone I mean, calls. You sit down, and even just watching a show or something. I mean, watching a football game, watching mm-hmm. any of that. You sit down with a bag of whatever or a little of that, a little of that. I mean, pretty mm-hmm. soon, you know, you're mm-hmm. six hot dogs and... <laughs> a huge bag of chips done. How many hot dogs? Six hot dogs? Some people, some people you just powered down to. six hot dogs? Wow. Some people that happens to. Wow. It's weird yeah. that you got up to 400 pounds. It's weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Despite uh, box office success at its opening weekend, uh, apparently, um, this, uh, who's Jones? Is, is, she, is, is this the star of Lolo Jones? Lolo Jones, who's a uh, U.S. Olympian, <clears throat> who is disappointed, I think, in every Olympics she's been in. Didn't didn't we expect her to win gold, and then it was like silver? And I don't. Has she won any? I think she's yeah, fallen down, I'm or has something rem- weird has happened every time. I'm trying to remember if I care. No, no, I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> don't care. Uh, but she told her 400,000 followers in a tweet that it's funny how some people think there's nothing wrong with Fifty Shades of Grey. God didn't create sex for that purpose. Watch another movie. <laughs> It's kind of refreshing from a. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, you know. Uh, she continued, I guess, huh? She later clarified her reason to boycott the film in another tweet, explaining that people who uh, medicate pain by being more and more physical will never find peace when they're alone. Apparently, she's a devout evangelical Christian, and cool. so she's not she's not afraid or or ashamed to uh, to talk about it. She said, "It's it's just something a gift that I want to give to my husband." But please understand, this journey has been hard. If there's virgins out there, I'm going to let them know it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Harder than training for the Olympics, harder than graduating from college, has been to stay a virgin before marriage. But I guess she did, right? Mm. And there she is. That's perhaps not the best uh, photo of Lolo Jones. She's... <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... perhaps it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, is that true? What? I mean, I you know it's harder than training for Olympics. Yeah, it doesn't seem. Like, I mean, I, you I know. mean, I yeah, I, got, I mean, that could be hard, right? I would think the Olympian thing is harder. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Olympian thing seems harder, I, especially for most women I've ever interacted with. They all seem very capable. Of, all we heard was a love fest. The Olympics like, are. Oh, no, no, I'm not really interested. Uh, it seems to be <laughs> we, a common refrain. We heard what uh, a love. We heard what a love fest the Olympics are. Uh, you know, yeah, we did yeah. hear that. So, I, I, guess, uh, I guess when you look like that, sex, uh, you know, uh, I mean, when you're in good shape, you know, yeah. you're like, that's what was happening in the uh, the, the Olympic villages. Yeah. All these, like, really hot athletes were just all hooking up with each other. Yeah, and, what's uh, the hookup site? Tumblr, Tinder? Tinder. 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 
Jeffy, you were the one yeah. that came out with that one first. I wish I was. It's a shocker. I know, Jesus. Oh, that thing's making a lot of money. Up, yeah. up. I, have you ever seen it, by the way? No. Yes. Um, I uh, may know someone who is, oh, is on it. Oh, gosh. I, uh, really? Well, actually, a lot of people are on it. Yes. There's millions. Um, but I happen to see one person in particular um, who works for this company uh, use it. Uh, recently, and really? by the way, I'm holding this because we're about to go into harvest right commercial. But uh, it's a cool site. It works anyway, pretty cool. But the it funny is. thing about it is, you think like it's going to be delicate, like all right, uh, you it's know, no, thank close. you. Yes, no. you swipe one. When you think they're yep. ugly, you swipe one way, and a big nope comes over their face. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Is that what they see? That's what. No, no, that's what you okay. see. Okay, all right. It just says nope. Nope. Yeah, Imagine how many red nopes are over your face right now, Jeffy. Oh my gosh! All you need is one, baby. Just need one. Is that even true for you? I just read the description of this upcoming clip. <laughs> I left the same thing I was laughing at, I think. <laughs> you can't be serious. Did this really... This happened. You know that headline? This happened. Mm -hmm. And then something bizarre. You won't believe this happened, but it, it did happen, and we have the proof. Uh, nauseating clip from the White House. Obama and Sylvia Burwell, the Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services, reenact the... <laughs> love the description. Reenact the gripping moment when the president learned his signature achievement health, health reform law had reached 11 million enrollees, which of course is a lie. It has not reached 11 no. million. That is so pathetic. I don't know how they get away with all this stuff, but yeah. they do. Uh, Forbes, I think, estimated it at five. Oh, are they saying five new? Five million new from no no for, five from the beginning before the healthcare law was enacted like before it went into effect, so they're talking about five million new people again. That's an estimate um, because we don't know how many people will pay. Like last time, it was I think eighty four percent of people made their payments, mm -hmm. um, which uh, not wouldn't loan those people money. Uh, no, certainly uh, not normal. Uh, and not to mention, of course, a lot of people don't have to really make payments. A lot of people, by the way, finding out. I would love to hear your stories. If you go to H&R uh, you know, Block, you're doing your taxes, you go to TurboTax or whatever, and you see that nice big Obamacare fee you didn't know you were paying, let us know about it. Tweet us at Pat and Stu or go to our Facebook page um, because I would. those stories are amazing, and they're just starting to trickle out. Just, and the, just starting. The best part of that is a lot of the people that are finding out that they're getting hit by taxes from Obamacare are Democrats who love this law and desperately wanted it and thought it was free, and now they're getting hit with the tax burden, and they're pissed. Yeah. They're pissed. And, and Twitter has a funny way of reminding people what they thought at any given moment. I've been yeah, seeing a great. lot of new tweets that are coming out. It would be like, it's just side by side. It's like, <laughs> I can't believe all these, these new taxes on Obamacare. It sucks. And then it's like, four years ago, it's like, thank God the president is covering our, oh, what, um, our uh, you know, uh, uh, birth control for free with Obamacare. Oh, Yeah. It's like, oh, really? See, you're the reason why that's, you have those fees. That's so Your great. fault. So that's just one of the Twitter followers of these people? Yeah, yeah who people are... I, went I, back and dug up Yeah, because an anyone who, tweet? who complains about Obamacare <laughs> now, look back at their feed from four years ago, they're probably praising it. That's so great. Mm. All right. Uh, anyway, here's the clip. Uh, I'm sure it's very enjoyable and life um, Our preliminary estimate is that there are 11.4... Americans who have either signed up or re-enrolled in the accepted enrollment period, which started November 15th. That's so great. That's our preliminary <laughs> estimate. Uh, well, we just got look at the great news today. 
which is that That's not even during a real this open enrollment period no. before it's a re the it's a Affordable Care Act, aka Obamacare, 11.4 million people have either re-enrolled or enrolled for the first time. And the final day, we had more consumers sign up than we've ever had last year or this year That's great. in terms of those numbers. It gives you some sense of how hungry people were out there for oh, they were starving affordable, accessible health insurance. Starving. And that's really the top line message. Yeah. The Affordable Care Act is working. So bad. It's working a little better than we anticipated. Oh, is it? Is it? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a priceless it's one. It's working better oh. than they anticipated. A <laughs> little bit better. Is it? A little, little bit better. A little bit better. Yeah, is a little it? better. Um, oh. that is so much is so wrong with that. First of all, are they, did they, I mean, this is what the description mm. does say. In this nauseating clip from the White House, uh, Obama and Burwell, uh, Secretary of HHS, reenact the gripping moment mm. when the president <laughs> learned his signature achievement, 11 million, uh, signed up at 11 million so people. So great. So, yeah, I, and, and we're hearing from our control room, and I did realize that uh, it was our staff, of course, that wrote in this yeah. nauseating clip. Yeah, that, I did, it's not which I come from the White House. We knew that. <laughs> Um, but the rest of it uh, actually comes from real clear politics. They reenacted the, the the moment. Do they say the gripping moment? Or did I you add that the, too? <laughs> gripping. That's, that's such a great description. Oh, it God. was gripping. Too, yeah, it was. It was. I was uh, right on the edge now, of my seat. And obviously, by the way, this the 11.4 million number is not accurate. It's, it's, not, it's not even close to accurate. They're counting people who already had insurance uh, previous to Obamacare. People that were insured that this way, this program was supposed to have nothing to do with, and then they got insured because they their old you know policies got canceled, yeah. and then they had to sign up for Obamacare because you made them legally do it. And then you're touting it as this big achievement. Right. And they're also counting the people who enrolled last year and have now re-enrolled right. in the program. Right. They just stayed on the program, which what? is not any big achievement. So what? That's not... What? And also, my other favorite part of that uh, is they, they brag about, the, on the last day, this was the biggest day we ever had last year or this year. Ooh. And that shows there's a big hunger for this. Actually, that means they were waiting to the last minute until you started penalizing them with fees yeah. and taxes to to make them basically out of good legal standing in their own country. Well, what's good, though? Of course they're signing. They waited to the last minute. That doesn't show hunger. Hunger means you got to the front of the line. Wait, as soon as it's available, you're there. Oh, my God, i got to have this. You don't wait to the last minute if you're hungry for it. But the good news, there's even better news. Great point. Uh, because the uh, lines and wait times were longer than normal, yeah. uh, they have uh, extended of course. the enrollment. Well, they, they always, they always extend the they enrollment. Have they have to. Uh, well, I mean. Because they're making no. criminals out of citizens. Right. <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh, look, we have absolutely no more tickets. We are sold out. Oh! We released more tickets. It's like this bizarre thing, this fake, you know, uh, sense of uh, of scarcity. Uh, we just we, we nobody it. does that better than Apple. Yeah, yeah. Right. Apple does it on purpose. Yes, they do. They create the scarcity, uh, and then oh, we got these long lines now. All of a sudden, huh? Yeah. Actually, I will say there's one one uh, one person who does it better than uh, than Apple. Well, Obama does it, you know, of course, as well. But uh, I actually did an interview the other day with a, the uh, with a guy who wrote a book. It's a fascinating book. It's going to air in Wonderful World of Student. I don't know, whatever, a couple of weeks or something. But it's about the uh, the Beanie Baby bubble. 
Right. And remember right. how that thing, all of a sudden, everyone, like, Beanie Babies were going thousands and thousands of dollars. They were up to, at one point, Beanie Babies resulted in 10 per, or accounted for 10% of all sales on eBay. 10% of the entire site were Amazing. just Beanie Babies. Wow. And a lot of it was because of this false scarcity. They would just intentionally say we've retired them, at, you know, at times when people weren't expecting them. Disney so people just went crazy too. for them. The guy made billions. Disney he was one of the richest people great. in the world. We're going to put it back Sorry. at the vault. Disney, for seven years, you will be able to get it. It's yeah. unattainable. That's right. They're brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that's a brilliant plan. Although brilliant. I don't think it works anymore with the Internet. With the internet. Probably not, yeah. yeah I mean, you just, it's, it's, it's just now over. Yeah. Digitally <laughs> remastered. Yeah, 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 there you go. There you go. That's very true. Triple eight seven two seven back We got more patents, too. It's inevitable. They actually are saying that they they uh, beat the estimates by two million people. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You. Um, oh, it's agonizing. Shut up. Triple eight seven two seven Doug. I actually caught us in an intimate moment there. We're, <laughs> we're saying something negative about Jeffy. It almost never happens. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it it almost it. never does. Oh, did almost that leak never. out on the air? Dang it's just it. really darn, terrible. Darn, dang, darn. Oh well. Uh, Justice Department could sue Ferguson for racial discrimination, and they should. And they should. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Justice Department preparing to bring a lawsuit against the Ferguson, Missouri Police Department over a pattern of racially discriminatory tactics used by his officers if the police department doesn't agree to make changes on its own. As they should, because what happened in Ferguson? Uh, that hands was the up, uh, hands up, don't, don't shoot. shoot. What happened, in case you don't know the story, uh, a, a young, innocent uh, man who young, was walking to a, a charity drive. A tender giant or uh, a, a yep. gentle giant. Yep, he was on his way to a charity drive to help sick children. A sweet um, boy, and sweet he Sweet, was walking like on, on the, clear on the sidewalk, uh, off the side of the road, minding his own business. Trying to hide, actually, because uh, he knew how desperately racist, racist the police were. Yep. Uh, Trying when, to hide from When him. 12 white police officers in KKK uniforms uh, walked out of their cars and, with and guns. W and machine guns. Let's, yep. uh, some Seems, of them had Tommy guns. Some, and some had bazookas. And, um, and then, RPGs. And, right. And then, and, and then Michael Brown said, excuse me, sirs. I I've got my hands up. Please don't shoot. Don't yeah, fire. I understand your mm -hmm. responsibility to the community, mm -hmm. and and then, but my hands are up currently. Please don't shoot me because I've done nothing wrong, and I have this batch of uh, wonderful cookies that I've, uh, I have for the church bake for, sale. And for and all your grandmothers. He got through the word grandmothers. He was shot by all the white officers at all once, killed. who then uh, decided to mm -hmm. uh, to parade his body through the streets as all the white people in the community cheered it on. And now so that's in case you didn't know the story. The rest of the story. Yeah, that's why they're going to get sued by the DOJ. That's why. That's, uh, that's how it went. This is unbelievable. That's how it went. Oh. Jeez. So, yeah, they're saying, uh, I mean, and this is, this is not a, like, I don't think the Department of Justice thinks they have anything here, but what they do have is a pressure tactic that's available to them to say, hey, we're going to make your community look like a, a racist disaster yet again if you don't <clears throat> listen to what we say. So do what we want mm -hmm. you to do right now so we can claim victory. Right? I mean, that's yeah. what this is. They, they can't possibly believe they yes. have anything here. They just are doing this to pressure them. Yeah. And I would honestly admit or, or believe that uh, that uh, Ferguson will just fold to this. 
they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll absolutely oh do God. this. I mean, not, they don't want yeah. a new lawsuit. This is over for them right now. Uh, so the, the, the racially uniting president and his administration are now, after this is over, going to go back in and reignite it for their own, uh, you know, means. Uh, and it's, it's hold or leave so anyway. I mean, there's got to be his parting shot, right? Oh, my God. This... shot on Ferguson on the way out. Got, he is really on a freaking long time farewell tour here. Yeah, he get out. Can't get out soon enough. But Please he's certainly taking <clears throat> notes from our buddy Al and Jesse. I mean, that's, that's what they do. Go in and strong arm. Do what we want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah do it. We want. Life do what we want. Yeah. Now, does, do we have any idea if anyone from Ferguson has asked him to quack uh, at any at any point? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like a duck, um, because They're he's not. like a duck. He's 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 furiously working. People in Ferguson aren't well, that he's, smart. He's uh, he's serene on the outside mm. and and smooth. And furiously working for justice. Working for social justice underneath. Working hard for social justice. Like a duck. Um, so brilliant. Bad. Oh, gosh. I just I can't take it. Can't take any of it. Um, and, you know, this is a weird story, too. The um, uh, proceeds, the profits from American Sniper are, are kind of in dispute right now. You would think they would go to money, you know, Right? Yeah. You would think that whatever proceeds from the movie and the book belong to Taya. We know Jesse Ventura widow. wants his hands, get, get his hands okay. on the money. Yeah, I mean, you got to appeal that. Um, but... I hope they're appealing that. But oh, yeah. he, he won what? One, one and a half million? Something like that. So she probably has to pay him. So far, the proceeds, I think, to, uh, to Chris's uh, um, estate is $6 million. And it's going to be a lot more than that eventually. But uh, what they're saying is that because Chris had said when he was alive, look, I, wa I want to take care of the families of, uh, of my brother Seals who died. Um, and that was uh, uh, Mark Lee and uh, Ryan, Ryan Job. And so he was doing that. In fact, he gave a lot of the money from American Sniper, the book, to their families. And I think he gave all the proceeds to them. Whatever he came to him, I think he gave to them. And so he, he made it pretty clear that, yeah, I, I, want to, uh, I want to help these families. And the proceeds from this are, are going to go to to the families. But then when he died, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a different situation because now you've got Taya and the kids who were not being provided for. Right. You know, it's, it's a weird one. I mean, obviously, when you say stuff like that, you're not planning on being no. you know, murdered. Right. Right. Uh, and I'm sure his first priority was to take care of his mm. family. Um, you know, and maybe there's something that we worked out. I think Taya is saying that she's, you know, she's going to honor uh, she's honoring uh, his wishes, and which I'm sure were. I want you taken care of. If yeah, I, I, if anything I, happens be to me, I want you taken right. care of. Right. So I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of back and forth with this stuff, and this is what happens when you get a big giant pile of money. Um, when, when that shows up, a lot of people, you know, say that they have, uh, you know, claim to it, and, and that's kind of. It's typical. It's not to say that these uh, the families of uh, these other uh, and they're not even saying this, right? They're, no, they're, they're not, not they're suing. Not saying anything. They're not doing anything. They're not suing. They're not doing There's anything. There's some people around them that people are saying. People around them you know, are saying they're, they're upset saying, no. because the, they believe that Chris Kyle's wishes aren't being carried out. But you know, it's beyond that. I mean, if they are upset, it's because of the money, not because of Chris's wishes. I would think. I I don't know. Uh, on one point eight four five million Jesse That's Ventura she, got, yeah. by the way. Yeah. 1.8. How on earth is that possibly justifiable? Even if 
He made the whole thing up and put Jesse Ventura's give name him a in dollar. there. You may give him a dollar give and you feel good about it. $1.8 million? It's the most ridiculous. That is the, seriously the dumbest jury of all time. Like, I under, you could even say, let's just say Chris Kyle was this terrible guy and he was lying all the time. I don't believe that at all. But even if he was, there's no way it did $1.8 million of damage to Jesse Ventura. The guy's worth, he's worth less than a cent. The only thing it could have done for him is improved his image. Because everybody hates him as a dirtbag anyway. anyway yeah. uh, the only thing it could have done is bring him sympathy that, oh, this old man got knocked down by a, a big, strong uh, Navy SEAL. Yeah, and, and you would have and also improved his <laughs> message when, when he said, you know what, uh, he, I didn't, this didn't happen, but, you know, I'm, he, you know, look, he's gone now and I'm not going to pursue this anymore. He would have looked good. Yeah. He's done everything he can to ruin his own image. Uh, whatever was left. I mean, the guy is a freaking disaster. And Absolutely. also was in Major League Two. Oh, jeez. I mean, two wasn't as bad as there was uh, the third one you mentioned uh, yesterday. Back to the minors. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> I don't think I even saw that one. And I was uh, a guy who's seen Major League One about 100 times. I love Major I League One. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great movie. movie. Uh, but, uh, you know, you lost Wesley Snipes and the whole thing fell apart. That's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens. You don't you. ever want to lose you can't Wesley Snipes. Like they, and that, they did the trick of, like, let's put another excitable young black man in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks, he looks just like Willie Mays Hayes. No, not no, really. No. Yeah. Sorry, you can't no. just uh, do that. Uh, and it's kind of interesting, too, because if you go back to this dumb uh, judgment by uh, the jury uh, in the last trial with Taya and Jesse Ventura... Uh, Chris didn't even mention him in the book. No. We forget to, you know, we forget that sometimes. Chris didn't even mention his name in the book. Mm -hmm. How were you defamed in any way? I don't care if he said it on Opie and Anthony. It's not in the book. Shut up. I, how did this happen in the United States of America? It's really inconceivable. And I keep using that word. I don't think I, uh, it means what I think it means. Because <laughs> it's... It's crazy. And she is appealing, by the way. Good. So hopefully she wins on appeal. We'll see. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to coming up. I hope she wins on appeal and takes the one point eight four five million dollars she was supposed to pay Jesse Ventura and just turns it into, you know, uh, giant uh, like pies and smashes them in his face everywhere he goes. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm that's kinda what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Tell you that right now. It pays to be creative, Stu. Does it? Yes, it does, according to timeline.com, and I don't know exactly why. I'm talking like this, which would probably be sort of like John Kerry. I don't know where that came from, frankly. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with him. Uh, but uh, here's a for big heists, apparently it pays to be creative. Yeah. These if you're thinking about, you know, pulling off a big heist. Jeff. Uh, is this true? Is this an accurate... Uh... It's a lot more work than people think, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Before what uh, was going to be a big break, Heather Tallchief got a job at an armored transport company in Las Vegas for five months. Is she, she from the, entire, the, the, uh, the Cincinnati Tallchief family? She is, yes. Okay. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. For five months, she drove the, uh, the, uh, the air, armored transport car around, or, or truck around, uh, with millions of dollars for the casino industry around Vegas. Oh, nobody the, knew she was from the Cincinnati Tall Chief family? Yeah, no, apparently, apparently not. Again, I don't, we're apparently getting not. a little sidetracked. Um, <laughs> on the biggest cash transfer a day of the year, uh -huh. 
this person who... Tall Chief. Why don't you say her name? <laughs> Are you ashamed of the, of the Cincinnati Tall Chiefs? <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not proud either. of them. I'm great. proud of them. Well, until they did the bank heist. I... Yeah, Tall Chief, who enrolled <laughs> in the law enforcement classes to bolster her credibility, asked her colleagues to let her drive the car by herself. They agreed, and she made off with the cash, making, <laughs> mailing it to an apartment she rented in Colorado and then fleeing to Amsterdam. So she steals the money, she okay. mails it to Colorado, then goes to Amsterdam. Sounds like a good idea because she's got her, uh, her you know, boyfriend there who uh, his name is Roberto Solis. He's a bank robber. So he gets the money, and then she's, they're far away from each other. They'll meet up later, and they'll get the money. Problem, of course, being that he just took the money and left her with nothing. There's been a, listen, there's been a, <laughs> a lot of people don't talk about it. There's been a feud between the Tall Chiefs and the Solises for years. I don't know why they thought they could get along. I don't know why they thought they could get along. It's well-known, yeah. too. I know. It's highly documented. It's a, it's a well-known Tall Chief Solis feud. <laughs> And I don't know why don't she know why thought it, he uh, would help crazy. her. It was stupid of her. Stupid. Of her. So anyway, but he she, took the money. Okay, she mailed it to her house. He takes the money and he left. He took the money and and she and got nothing. And he she came back twelve years later and went to prison. Twelve. So stupid. Why would she do that? Twelve years. It sucks. She must have gotten a For complex her. or something. Felt guilty about it. And then she turned herself in. Twelve yeah. years after the there was a uh, heist. Statue of limitations or something. That's amazing. And and apparently he's never been caught. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. Um, no, they're covering for him. That was in 1993, yeah. by the Cincinnati way. Cincinnati. The, the, the tall chiefs are pissed. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're pissed. They are. Uh, uh, okay, how about August 8th, 2005, near Brazil's Central Bank? What happened? Some men rented and renovated a commercial property and put okay. up signs indicating that it was a landscaping business. Seems pretty normal. Uh, over the course of the next three months, they dug a 262-foot tunnel from their property to the bank, wow. using their cover as landscapers to transport and dispose of the soil. How great is that? It's a pretty great idea. smart. I mean, that's that a really is. smart idea. That's pretty smart. When the tunnel was complete, the thieves used it to reach the bank's vault, break in and steal $70 million in banknotes. It was one of the biggest bank robberies on record. Um, several men were arrested in connection with the scheme, and the suspected ringleader was found murdered months later. So maybe not as good a deal, uh, idea as we previously indicated. But only less than $9 million of the dollars has ever been recovered. Was Tall Chief in on this one? Too? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that uh, the ringleader. I hate you. <laughs> I just hate you. Okay, how about this one? February 2015. Um, <laughs> so, th we talked about this a little bit a couple days ago. Security company, what is it? Kaspersky. Kaspersky yeah. uh, uncovered a cybercrime ring that has robbed up to $1 billion from 100 banks worldwide. Wow. For each heist, the criminals email bank uh, employees um, they, all sorts of messages carrying an actual file that was like malware or something, probably with a link to like, look and see this woman naked. That's what they used to always be. I remember the Anna Kornikova virus. Do you remember that? Yeah. Not, not, I don't think she has one. If you're with her, I don't think she has one particularly, but she was a computer virus at one point. It was like, Anna Kornikova picks. Oh, a lot of our I, listeners oh. were relieved at that. Phew, she didn't have one. Okay. I was, I'm just saying. My if, night with her was is okay then. I right, that's what I was saying. I don't those know computer viruses used to piss me off. <laughs> yeah. I, Jeffy had You know how many computers I lost? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so from this info, uh, uh, when open, excuse me, the attachments uh, spread inside the bank's network and transmit video and internal communications. Oops. From this info, the criminals study how the bank's employees uh, work together over the course of two or four to three months. Uh, when it's time to get paid, they impersonate senior bankers online asking staff to initiate transfers, and they get all the money. Uh, wow. I mean, that's a billion dollars. That's got to be... 
And they have not been caught. No. They've not been caught. I don't think they're going to be caught either. I mean, it was over a long period of time. Does it give the time how long it actually uh, was? I know they were caught this month. Um, but well, I think they, it was over like a decade or something. It was discovered, it? right? But yeah. they haven't been caught. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, it was discovered, but they had not been caught. And again, it was discovered not by, uh, it was by a pi private security firm. Yes, it, it wasn't even authorities. Right. Yeah, they're the software guys. Uh, a lot of people have Kaspersky on their, uh, on their uh, machine to, to catch viruses and whatever. And I didn't, you know, it sounded like a Russian name to me, and I always wondered. And then we were, it was confirmed they're Moscow-based this year. This uh, Yesterday we actually had the story. And I'm like, I, I'm not sure I want a Russian software company monitoring uh, my computer's viruses. I really don't think that's a good idea. Uh, does that make anybody else nervous about Kaspersky? Does me. I mean, bless their hearts for finding this billion-dollar heist. Yeah. But uh, if, if they're Moscow-based, they're probably subject to the Russian government. And who knows what they're doing? I know. Who knows what, once they're inside my computer. But that's what, I mean, we looked at them. We were, we were playing nice with them. We play nice with China. Right? Right. Why are you just waiting for, we play nice with the tall chiefs. Oh, no, the tall chiefs are not involved in any of this. <laughs> okay. They would never be involved with anything that the Russians do, ever. No. Not the, not the Cincinnati no, tall chiefs. No, not the Cincinnati tall chiefs. I don't know about no. the Pocatello tall chiefs. <laughs> Cincinnati. Are we back to Pocatello? What happened yeah. to Meiji? Bemiji, Minnesota. <laughs> it's a short romance. We're talking about the Tall Chiefs, though. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're not. Because the Tall oh, Chiefs okay. are so in Pocatello. They're, they're not, not from Bemiji. They're not from Bemiji. You need to you know, seriously read up on your Tall Chief history. Does you know what? I do, and I will. Surprisingly won't. lacking in Tall Chief knowledge. Yeah, I know. I'm the one that brought the story to the <laughs> table. <laughs> And you're the one that were ruining it with your tall chief. Comments. Ruining it. <laughs> uh, By adding information to the story? But let me ask the you a question. Family feuds? Seriously, apart from the tall chief feud, <laughs> is it possible that the Russian government put together Kaspersky huh. for <laughs> the purpose yes. Here we go. of garnering information worldwide, including United States computers? And just getting inside these computers, and who knows what they're doing with it. Then, Maybe it is a spy system. Could it not be? Yes, Maybe sir, the fix be. they will send out for this problem will be a spy system. Perhaps. Dun, dun, dun. That's true at all. Um, uh, here is, uh, this one just, tweet just came in, uh, at Pat and Stu. I thought it was pretty cool. First tweet ever for this person. Uh, my Obama penalty filed a single, uh, earned $55,000. Waived Medical was hit with a $449 Fee slash tax slash fee slash tax fee. Okay, so, so she got the penalty for not yep. having insurance. His name's Lance, so I probably oh he. Guy. I'm um, sorry, but four hundred forty nine dollars taken from his refund. And then he growls, but I won't imitate that. I uh, would grr. That was nice. Yeah. How about that? Pretty good. So it's so, already begun. I thought the I thought the taxes and penalties were going to kick in later. No, the um, the taxes for not having it have already kicked in. And they increase wow. as they go. The Cadillac tax is the thing that kicks in later. Okay, uh, that's, that's 2018, I think it is. Funny, you, never hear, you never hear our president talk about that. No, you much. don't. No, He's going to be out of office, and then he can say that, oh, I would have changed it uh, if I yeah. said a third term. All I needed was a third term. He doesn't care. He's already established his legacy. He's already fundamentally transformed much of the United States of America. I don't know that he cares at this point. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, use that number tomorrow, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you then. Nice. Yeah. Say hi to the tall chiefs in uh, Cincinnati. No, 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 no.